Hello and welcome back into Catch Chat, another episode of the Daily Northwestern's Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Daily Sports Editor Cole Paxson. With me today, our esteemed men's golf reporter, Jonah Dillon. Jonah, it is a pleasure to bring you on the show this week. It's a pleasure to finally be here. All right, we'll dig, uh, dive right into Northwestern golf. Jonah, if you could open for us an overview of this team, how good and bad they are, recent history uh, for Northwestern men's golf. Well, last year... Uh the team finished seventh in the Big Ten. Um, sorry, check that. Sixth in the Big Ten, um, and then went to NCAA regionals. They finished seventh um, in the top five teams from the regionals. Advanced to the uh, NCAA championships. We'll get more into that later in terms of this year. Um, the team this year has been much better. Dylan Wu, um, the star player on the team, said uh, that this is one of the best teams they've had in recent memory. Um, and they finished second um, at the Big Ten championships, which obviously is an improvement, um, and are now fifth seated fifth in their regional um, going into their tournament, NCAA regionals, and hopefully they'll qualify uh, for the national championships. Before we go uh, too much further, Joan, I think uh, a little explanation of college golf is in order. A little bit of a wonky format um, at the team level, generally in stroke play competitions. You'll put five guys uh, on the course every day. The lowest score will be dropped, so only the four best scores will count towards the team total. Uh, that's kind of the traditional format. There's some match play elements as well, um, especially at the NCAA championship level. But what kind of dynamic does dropping that lowest score bring? Well, it allows, you know, you only need four people to, to be at the top of the game at all times. Obviously, you're hoping that all five are there. I think an interesting thing, especially in some of these tournaments where you have a shotgun start, is that a lot of times the players, even at the end of the tournaments, don't really know where they are in terms of scoring. Um, and we saw that at, at a tournament um, earlier this year at the Red Hawk Invitational where the Wildcats were up by uh, six strokes with three holes to go. They didn't even know that um, and just kind of collapsed and lost the lead. But while they were collapsing, they didn't even really know that that was happening because there were different uh, players playing on different holes. Um, and then they ended up losing by one stroke on the last hole. Um, but once again, you know, the, the players didn't even know where they were in the tournament at that point. So I think that's an interesting dynamic of some of these tournaments. We move now, uh, kind of talk about some of the players, some of the key uh, key faces on this team. Dylan Wu, you mentioned uh, a, a bit ago, Jonah, kind of the star of this team. Expand some uh, on him, his game, and just how good he's been this season for Northwestern. Yeah, he's been at the top of Northwestern for most of most of the tournaments. Um, he won the Red Hawk Invitational, which was his lowest, um, his best performance as a Wildcat. Um, and he's kind of been the anchor while Northwestern has been trying to build consistency around him. Um, he's actually ranked number 23 um, in the country of college golf players, and that um, has him third out of Big Ten players. He struggled a little bit um, at the Big Ten championships, finishing tied for ninth. But overall this year, he's been the Wildcats' top performer um, most of the time. You mentioned his struggles a little bit at the Big Tens. Uh, one guy who really stepped up for Northwestern was Ryan Lumsden, an All-Big Ten performer uh, alongside Wu. Uh, looks like the second guy on this team. Jonah, how important uh, is his role in Northwestern's success? Well, it's, it's him and it's everyone else. He had a very good performance, obviously finishing just a stroke away. And he actually had a, a putt to, to tie Dylan Meyer who won the Big Ten Championships and eventually was named Big Ten Player of the Year. He had a putt to time at the end, um, wasn't able to make it, and he lost by one stroke. Uh, it was a much better performance at the Boilermaker Invitational, which was their last tournament before Big Tens. He finished last on the team and had a really rough day, but he said he came back. He worked really hard to focus on his stroke, 
um, and clearly it paid off in the Big Ten Championships, finishing tied for second. As we talked about golf, uh, college golf, you need four good players every round. We've talked about the two guys who are generally going to be there for Northwestern. Who else is on this team, and are there other impact players for this team, or is it really you just hope someone else is having a good day? Well, that's something that the Wildcats have been focusing on and trying to identify is who can consistently play at the top for them. There are three other guys that have been the, the, the starters. Everton Hawkins, who's a freshman, who had a great performance at the Desert Invitational uh, a while ago and was moved up to being in the starting five. But once he was moved up, he hasn't really performed at that level. He did okay at Big Tens and is sort of coming back into, into form now. Uh, the two other guys are Connor Richardson uh, and Andrew Whalen, who have both been just up and down, and they're really struggling to find consistency. And that's something that, that they've talked about, which is just if they, could, if they could put performances together from all five guys at one time, this team could really be successful. They just haven't been able to do that yet this season. You look down kind of the list of results for this team on the schedule page. It's a lot of high finishes, a lot of second place, third place finishes, but it seems like there's a lot of near misses. You mentioned the blowing the big lead at the Red Hawk Invitational, a very poor first day at the Boilermaker Invitational, probably cost Northwestern the title. Is there anything to read into uh, the Wildcats kind of struggling to close the door or, or put uh, three consistent rounds together, four consistent rounds together to actually win tournaments as a team? Yeah, so I think it's been a different story in a lot of situations. At the Red Hawk Invitational, it was the Wildcats were ahead um, for most of the day and then just kind of collapsed. Uh, a favorite of the sports desk, Iowa State freshman Trip Kinney eagled the last hole um, to give the Cyclones the win over the Wildcats. Um, but once again, that's a team that Northwestern was ranked higher than and, and should have beat. Uh, at the Desert Invitational, the Wildcats lost by two strokes to Michigan, which really should not have happened. Uh, Michigan ranked much, much lower than Northwestern and had a much, much lower performance at the Big Tens. So it's just a matter of Northwestern being at the top of these tournaments and not being able to finish really ahead of second. Uh, and then at the other, you know, at the Boilermaker Invitational at the Big Tens, if you took away the first day of those tournaments, the Wildcats would have won both times. And that includes the Big Tens where it would have been a win over Illinois, who's ranked in the top 10 in the country, if you just took away the last or the first day of the tournament. But after one day, Illinois had a 17-stroke lead, which is pretty much insurmountable to come back from. So it was over after one day. Um, so it's, it's really about jumping out to that quick start, and that's something that I know um, they've talked about going forward, especially now that we're in the postseason. Uh, which is you have to start strong and you can't let you know the elements get you down. You have to keep fighting um, throughout the whole tournament. Let's dig into this Big Ten uh, tournament a little bit more. Northwestern, the angle coming in was uh, they were looking to upset their in-state rival in Illinois, like you said, a top 10 team. And that certainly didn't happen. They were down 17 strokes uh, after day one. But it's an interesting dynamic because Northwestern was well behind the fighting Illini, but they had a, a larger gap over the rest of the field than their deficit to Illinois. Dig into that for us, Jonah. What, where did Northwestern really fit in in that Big Ten uh, leaderboard? Well, it was pretty clear going into Northwestern was the number two team in the Big Ten, and it was a matter of if they were going to challenge Illinois. And I know that's something that they really wanted to do uh, to challenge Illinois, who have been the, you know, the class of the Big Ten in terms of men's golf, now with three straight Big Ten championships. Um, that didn't really happen. After one day, there was really no chance for Northwestern to compete with Illinois. So it was just a matter of Northwestern versus the rest of the field. And at that point, 
the Wildcats did a really good job of competing, um, pretty much obliterating everybody else, and Ted Starks ahead of Ohio State, who finished third. Um, but the dynamic of competing with in-state rival, of having this rivalry with Illinois, which you know doesn't necessarily exist in every sport, but we, it's something that the people like to talk about. Um, it really, they wanted it to be important here uh, in this tournament, but it never really had a chance to after the first day when Illinois just sort of ran away with it. All right, before we close, Jonah, it's prediction time. Uh, five teams from the regional, uh, which will be next week, going to make it to the NCAA championships. You mentioned earlier that Northwestern is the number five seed in its regional. So in theory, Northwestern should claim the last spot to the NCAA championships, which will be held in suburban Chicago, not too far from Evanston uh, at the end of May. Your prediction, does Northwestern get uh, one of those top five spots at the regional and go on uh, and play at the NCAA championships? Well, I've been pretty optimistic going into most tournaments about the chances that Northwestern had. Um, I thought that there would be a chance at Big Tens to compete with Illinois, but once again, they weren't able to put together a consistent performance. So even though it does seem like in this situation, number five Wildcats should advance and be in the top five, I think that they will not. Um, I think that you know there won't be consistency across the board. I don't think they're going to be able to put together a complete performance because they just have not proven at any point this year that they can do that. Um, and I think that it'll end up being a sixth or seventh place finish and a disappointing end of the season for the Wildcats. All right, you've heard it from Jonah Dillon, the Daily's men's golf writer. His prediction that Northwestern will not make it out of the regional round and advance to the NCAA championships. Jonah, it has been an honor and a privilege to bring you on the show. Really appreciate talking now, men's golf. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. All right, that'll do it for us here at Catch Chat. For Jonah Dillon, I'm Cole Paxton. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.